Hey ladies, the Beautiful Movement now has their summer box available for pre-sale. This means that you have the chance to sign up before these boxes sell out again. If you have not had the opportunity to get one of these boxes, grab your box today. These boxes are becoming so popular, they're actually selling out. The theme in this box is Walking with Jesus, a box that will help you grow deeper with God this summer. It's the perfect summer starter kit that you don't want to miss. Head on over to www.jointhebeautifulmovement.com to sign up today. Be sure to use the discount code UNCOMMONTEEN, all one word, for 15% off your first box. You can also follow The Beautiful Movement on Instagram at the underscore beautiful underscore movement. Ladies, you don't want to miss this. Welcome to the Uncommon Teen Podcast, the podcast for Christian teen girls. Each week, we talk about real life issues that you're facing every day and how to overcome them in a way that stays true to who you are and who God created you to be. I'm your host, Jamie Kirshner, and I am so excited to be here with you today. You know, over the last couple of weeks, I've had several emails from you teen girls, and a lot of them are talking about how you've made mistakes in your past and how you're dealing with a lot of shame and guilt. If you had an opportunity to listen to last week's episode, episode 32 of the Uncommon Team podcast titled Jamie's Story, you would have seen that even I made mistakes that caused me so much shame and so much guilt. Or maybe you're in a place where you haven't made a decision that caused you shame and guilt, but you know people who have. This episode is going to help even you so much with helping others overcome shame and guilt that they have been dealing with in their past. So I highly encourage everybody to listen to this episode because it is going to really help either you or somebody you know overcome those feelings of shame and guilt that have been holding them back from being all that God has called them to be. You know, all of us have messed up at one point or another in our lives. However, it's when those mistakes start to attack our identity, who we see ourselves as, that the shame and the guilt can start to take over our lives. But before we get into how to overcome shame and guilt, I want to talk about sin for a minute. Have you ever wondered why you sin? Like, you know that you don't want to make bad choices, but sometimes you do it anyway. And you're like, why did I do that? The reason why we sin is because our human nature is what draws us towards sin. Before you came to know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, we had what is called a sin nature. So it was natural for us to sin because that's all our nature knew. Our desires drew us towards sin. However, when we gave our life to Jesus, that sin nature was changed to now having the nature of Christ. Our spirit on the inside of us no longer wants to sin, but sometimes we still fall into those temptations. Have you ever felt like everything was crashing around you and that there was no hope? I want you to think of a time when you might have felt that way. Most of the time, it's because of one of two reasons. First reason was because we didn't really have a revelation of how much God really loves us. But the second reason is, it's because we may have been dealing with some kind of sin. You know, I think back on the life of David. Now, David, he was a little bit different because he didn't have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of him because Jesus hadn't died on the cross and rose again for us. However, he was a man who really loved God and wanted to live his life fully for the Lord. And when he messed up, usually he was really quick to go to God and ask for forgiveness. 
So the time I'm thinking about is when David was a king and his country was at war. While all of David's men were out of war, David, for some reason, decided to hang back in his city where it was mostly just women and children when he should have been on the battlefield. So one day he went up to the roof of his house. Back then they liked to hang out on top of their houses because it was so hot. And that was just like a nice, cool place. And he saw this beautiful woman bathing. So he asked around and found out that she was Bathsheba, Uriah, the Hittite's wife. See for David, he had plenty of time to stop and to turn from the sin that was taking root in his heart. He could have turned around and talked to God about it instead of inquiring more about her. Next, when he found out that she was married, he could have stopped the sin from forming in his heart, but decided to go ahead and pursue her. Well, long story short, Bathsheba got pregnant, and now David had a really big problem. Bathsheba was married, and married to one of David's best warriors on the battlefield, Uriah. David knew that he messed up. But instead of coming clean with Uriah the Hittite, and believe me, I get it. It's not easy to ever go to the person that we messed up with because there's always that tension, that craziness that goes in between us. And this is one of his best guys, right? But he should have still come clean with him. When we mess up, it is so much better if we fess up, not cover up, because that's exactly what David did. He covered up his sin. So what he did is he brought Uriah the Hittite back home from war and threw this big party, this big meal. And he said, now go home and be with your wife, hoping that he would spend some time with his wife. And then, you know, it looked like Uriah was the one that, you know, helped his wife get pregnant. But David found Uriah the Hittite outside sleeping with the workers. David asked him why he didn't spend the night inside with his wife. And he said, are you kidding me? My fellow warriors, my brothers in arms, they are still on that battlefield. And it's not right if I go to spend time with my wife and they can't even spend time with their families. Now, David's problem was growing even bigger, right? So David had to take it a step further because he really felt like he needed to hide this sin. He sent Uriah back out to the battlefield. And this time he sent Uriah with a sealed letter to the commander of the army. So Uriah had no idea what was inside this letter. And in that letter, it told the commander to take Uriah and the mightiest men that were in David's army, put them on the front lines of the battlefield in the place where the battle was the hottest. He told them that when the enemy started charging the front lines to have the rest of the army fall back, except for Uriah. So basically he was ordering the murder of Uriah, which worked. Now David's problem was covered up. Only it wasn't. When his sins were brought out into the light, could you even imagine the hopelessness, the shame, the guilt, the depression that he had to fight? The problem with sin is that it becomes a trap that keeps us from experiencing the true freedom of God. It holds us locked into that place of hopelessness, of shame, and of guilt. Do you know the first thing that David did, though, when his sin was brought into the light? The very first thing that he did was he went to God and he repented. Basically, that word repent means to choose to stop doing things your way and to turn and go God's way. So he chose to turn from his sin and turn to God and ask him for forgiveness. From that moment on, the power of sin 
the power of shame, the power of guilt, the power of depression, they begin to weaken. How does receiving God's forgiveness weaken the power of shame and guilt? Galatians 5, 16 through 17 says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the flesh lusts against your spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. So basically it's saying when you walk in the spirit, which is so much easier for you than David, because you have the spirit living on the inside of you. When you walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. You won't fulfill those temptations, that sin. The more you walk with God and the more you get a revelation of God's love for you, the less you want to do those things. Victory over sin comes when we are in right standing with God, when we're walking in the spirit. When we're walking in the spirit, we understand that our true strength is found in surrendering our life to Jesus. When we once and for all decided that we don't want to do things our way anymore, but we decide to go God's way, that's the beginning of walking in the spirit. The next step to walking in the spirit is to find out what God's word says. And we do that by getting into it every day, but not just reading it or even hearing it at church, but doing it. If God says in his word to not be worried about anything at all, anytime worry comes up and you realize it, give it to God. Say, God, I feel worried about this situation. I know that you can take care of it for me. Thank you for being faithful. And then leave it there. Don't pick that worry back up again. If you do find yourself thinking about that situation and starting to worry again, immediately thank God for taking care of it. God, I thank you that you are already taking care of this. I don't have to. And say it, speak it with your mouth and do that over and over and over and over again, as many times as you have to until that worry is gone. James 1, 21 through 25 says, therefore lay aside all filthiness an overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness, the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. So he's saying, when you repent, We're going to leave all that behind, all that stuff that we did before. We're going to leave it behind and we're going to get into the word, but be doers of the word, not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who's looking at himself in the mirror. He's observing his natural face in the mirror for he observes himself, goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. He immediately forgets what he looks like. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, the perfect law of freedom, the word of God, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful here, but a doer of the word, this one will be blessed in all he does. And now, because you're getting into the word, you're beginning to understand what the Bible calls a sin. So when you mess up, you'll know it's a sin. And it's at that moment when you mess up, that you need to first go to God and ask for his forgiveness. So as soon as you mess up, say, oh my goodness, I messed up. I'm going to God. However, sometimes when that sin is huge, sometimes we don't want to run to God. Sometimes we're kind of afraid of God. We're thinking, you know, if I go to God, he's going to be mad at me. He's going to do something to me to hurt me, to make me feel bad, to teach me a lesson. That is not the God that we serve. Our God loves us so much and he is waiting for us to run to him with his arms of love wide open saying, I'm so glad you came. God loves you so much. 
However, sometimes when that sin feels so huge, we can feel so awful for committing that sin that we begin to allow shame and guilt to start to come into our lives. And that shame and guilt will start piling on and piling on and piling on. But the only way to release that shame and guilt is through going to God and talking to him about it first. First John 1 9, if we confess our sins to God, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Unrighteousness is that guilt and shame that are connected to that sin. So not only is he going to forgive us our sins, but then we have to receive his cleansing from the guilt and the shame that we're feeling. Yeah, sometimes we do have to deal with consequences of our own actions, but that's on us. That's the choice that we made. God isn't going to cause something bad to happen to you to teach you a lesson. That's not how he works. So the first person we need to go to is God to receive that forgiveness and to receive the cleansing of the guilt and the shame. However, you may have two or more people that you need to forgive in the process. First person is the person or the people that hurt you. Now, know this, just because you forgive them, it does not mean that you have to physically go to that person and forgive them. Sometimes that's a good thing to do, like if it's a best friend or it's a close family member and you want to fix that relationship. Yeah, it's really good to do that, to go to them and talk to them about how you were hurt and to not blame them, but just say, you know what, I forgive you and I hope you forgive me for anything that I did wrong. That's great. But, but there are some people that you do not have to go to. And some people you can't even go to, to ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness is a choice that you make in your heart. It's not a feeling. Talk to God, say, God, I choose to forgive these people that have hurt me. Sometimes you won't feel like you've forgiven them. And if you have hard feelings, I want you to turn to God and say to God, God, I choose to forgive them. Anytime those feelings come up, God, I choose to forgive them. Don't let those feelings control you. Don't let them ruin you or you will get back into unforgiveness. When we choose not to forgive others or we choose to take that forgiveness back, it hinders our relationship with Jesus and it hinders our relationship with those around us because we're choosing to live our lives hurt. Hurting people hurt people, even if they don't mean to. Shame and guilt, those feelings may try to come back over and over and over again, even after you've received the cleansing that God has for you. But it's your choice not to receive them. Anytime those feelings come back, you speak to them, tell them to leave. The second person that you might need to forgive is yourself. Maybe you can't understand why that you made the decision that you made, or you can't believe that you made the decision that you made. Forgive yourself. You know, when we continually beat ourselves up for something that we've done, and we allow ourselves to continue to feel that shame and that guilt associated to that sin, we're placing ourselves in condemnation. And you beat yourself up and you allow yourself to continually feel that shame and guilt. You're placing yourself into condemnation. Romans 8.1, therefore, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. When you mess up, fess up, don't cover up. Do not receive that guilt. Do not receive that shame. There is no condemnation for you. And I do want to say this too. If you're having a hard time forgiving others, 
I want you to think about God and how in all of his great love for you, he has forgiven you of every single thing that you've ever done wrong. Romans 5, 5, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. Guess what? You have God's love to forgive others with. You have God's love to love others with. All right, ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. As we say every single week, I want you to repeat after me and believe it in your heart. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Uncommon Teen Podcast. If you have not yet subscribed to our podcast, please go ahead and do so now. Have a great week and we'll see you back here next time. Ladies, I hope that this episode helped you today. I hope that you know how incredibly loved by God that you really are. Repeat after me. I am beautiful. I am valuable. My beauty and my value, they don't change. Even if someone fails to see how incredible God made me. All right, ladies, I would love to personally invite you to join us this July 19th and 20th for Uncommon Teen Live 2024. Woohoo! Being a teen girl today is tough. Being a Christian teen girl today is even more challenging. But God has given you everything you need to not just survive this crazy world, but to soar. At this year's conference, we're going to be talking about how to become free from anything that is holding you back from being all that it is that God has created you to be. And for those of you who have not been to Uncommon Teen Live before, you get to be a part of our live Ask Me Anything session. Ladies, throughout the whole conference, I have a box set up where you can ask your questions. And then on Saturday, the second day of the conference, we set aside a special session just to answer as many questions as we possibly can. And ladies, I would love to invite you to be a part of our live podcast recording at the conference venue itself. Ladies, last year we tried this and I don't know what happened, but the recording disappeared. This year it's not happening. We are going to record live and in person at Uncommenting Live, and I would love for you all to be a part of this episode. So if you have not gotten your tickets yet, head on over to Uncommenting Live, grab your tickets today. And real quick, I just want to say thank you to those of you who prayed for us about our venue. After a couple of venues fell through for Uncommenting Live, I knew that God was going to do something big, and He really was. He was working behind the scenes even when we didn't see it. We found a venue that is amazing. The owners are amazing. They love the heart behind Uncommon Teen. I'm so excited because there's something even better that I want to share with you, but I can't share with you yet. Ah. (laughs) So stay tuned because I've got some really awesome news about this conference that you're going to love. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for your prayers. Know that they are heard, that God listens to you, and I am just excited. Continue to pray over this event. God is going to do something miraculous, and I am so excited to get to be a part of it. All right, ladies, have an amazing rest of your week, and we'll see you back here next time.